Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to yet another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We are on episode 14. We got past the, the dreaded number 13, so I'm still alive. I actually had double 13s last week. We had Gamer, we had WrestleCast 13, and HockeyCast 13. So what the fuck? Fucking double unlucky numbers. We, we crushed it. We crushed it. So let's get into yet another week in wrestling. Hope you guys are keeping up with everything wrestling, and if you're not, then that's why you're probably listening to this, because I'm going to keep you updated on what's been going on in the wrestling world, so let's kick it off as we always do with Monday Night Raw. They are in San Jose, California this week, kicking off the show right away with Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley. This is for the United States Championship, so... Let's dig into this. Seth attempts a stomp, but Lashley just refuses to take it. It was it was so fucking funny. Like has him set up for the stomp, goes to do it, and he just Bobby just stops him dead with his it was it was fantastic. Thumbs up, maybe giggle. Seth takes a gnarly spill to the outside. Did not look comfortable. Uh then like dude, I just have to make a little personal complaint right here. Uh I got at least on my stream, I was watching on Sportsnet, the WWE network or whatever. There were two three and a half minute commercial breaks during this match alone this match was only like it was a longer match i'll give you that but still six almost seven minutes in commercials during this match like what the actual fuck and i swear wasn't it like a week or two ago that uh, triple h said that the first hour of monday night raws were going to be commercial free like what the hell was that so obviously that was thrown out by the wayside or maybe a one week only situation but damn dude i just have to say like things are so different now with commercial breaks and stuff uh, compared to when i first started watching it in like 2004 like back then it was like sacrilege like sacrilege to i don't even know if that's the right word it was not cool okay to have commercial breaks during the wrestling that was like a no 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 we don't we don't do that and now that's like the only time they put commercial breaks on it's during the matches it's always during the matches and then you get back from a commercial break then you got inside promotion them promoting their own fucking products and then they have a recap from a show from last week and then they recap what just happened seven minutes ago there's just like monday night raw is the most un there's zero reasoning for it to be three hours long because the extra hour that they added so long ago it's literally 55 minutes of that extra hour they added is all self-promotion extra commercial breaks replays rehashing all the stories that literally happened minutes ago on the show you're already watching it's something that i have just disliked so very much about the wwe product over the last like decade the commercial breaks the self-promotion the recaps it's just way way too much like can we just get back like you have such a big roster like let's get more matches in there let's get more story building like less self-promotion less recaps less commercial breaks holy fuck and dude every single commercial break and i shit you not there's like 17 fucking commercial breaks during a three-hour monday night raw they're all three and a half minutes long so that adds up that's over 30 minutes for just 10 of them so yeah dude there's a lot of fucking commercials you got to dig through and sometimes i don't get to watch it live and i watch the the re the replay on on the wwe network and of course they keep all the commercials in there so i gotta fast forward through all these commercials all it's really really annoying so far um i'm not really enjoying the Sportsnet version of um the WWE Network, it's uh, not exactly what I thought it was supposed to be. You don't have access to everything. You don't have access to every WCW match. You don't have access to all their WCW pay-per-views. ECW is non-existent. You can't go back to any Raw and watch it. You can't go back to any Raw from the Attitude Era, 92, nothing like that. It's just a handful of things that they put out there, like 
I, I don't know, like I said, I'm pretty new to it, but right now there's literally three WCW Nitro shows on there. I was told that they're supposed to have the full entire catalog. That's baloney. Not true. So just warning you guys out there, if you're if you're looking to get the WWE Network, especially in Canada, I would recommend to not get it unless you legitimately need it to watch SmackDown Raw and all that stuff. And yeah, they got their other side shows, like they got the Stone Cold podcast and they got all the extra shows. But I what I wanted the most out of the network was the access to get all the old WCW shows, the old Monday Night Raw shows, because I want to relive some of the old moments and go back and relive the Attitude Era and all that shit. But no, that's not ex- that's not what it is at all, which is like extremely fucking disappointing. And it ain't cheap. $15 a fucking month. And honestly, I ain't getting what I thought, so I don't know. It's on very thin ice right now. Sometimes it's laggy. Sometimes the the streams get off a sink and the sound isn't right. There's just a lot of things wrong with it. But um, I think it's still pretty new, so I don't know if there's going to be more updates. But so far, not so good with the WWE Network right now. Um, Yeah, so anyway, sorry about that rant. Uh, Seth able to deliver a buckle bomb to Bobby Lashley. That was really fucking impressive. Bobby Lashley ain't a small boy. And Seth Rollins able to pick him up. He literally ran him across half of the ring and then tossed him into the corner. That was really impressive. Gonna have to give that a thumbs up. Seth reverses the spear into a pedigree. That was a really fucking nice spot. Gonna give that a thumbs up as well. Then Seth sneaks in a kick to the dick to Bobby while the referee is not looking, Riddle comes down for the distraction, and then Seth eats a spear, and Bobby retains the title. Oh my goodness. Now, obviously, way too many commercial breaks hurt the match a bit for me personally. I was just really annoyed with how many commercial breaks. In the first 20 minutes of the show, there were six minutes of commercial breaks. Like, it was just unbelievable. Like, what the hell? But uh, but damn, though. Seriously, undeniably a really good match this was. I really enjoyed uh, the match that these two put on. The ending was really good. Um... Match calm down a little. Oh, seriously though, they gotta they gotta fucking relax with all these commercial breaks, man. Like these commercial breaks to have two full on commercial breaks in one match. Like goddamn, dude, that's ridiculous. But even regardless of all the shitty commercial breaks that that kind of destroyed the pace of the match, still gonna give it a seven and a half out of ten. This could have very well been an eight eight and a half if they just didn't have so many goddamn commercial breaks. Anyone out there? Are you with me? Anyone else sick of these fucking commercial breaks? YouTube, I'm looking at you too. The ads are ridiculous. Yeah, I know. Just get an ad blocker. No, I wanna I wanna goddamn it. I wanna get an ad blocker. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I will. Anyway, after that, we get damage control. They arrive in a nice limo, rolling in hot. They roll out to the ring in a slightly pimped out little cart thing. I don't know. I think it had like a couple glow sticks on it. Maybe some sparkles. Not that Not that much. But they're celebrating their big title win last week. They're the, the new A... Or not new AE. No, not right. Uh, new... WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Bailey is in her hometown here of San Jose, but they still boo the shit out of her. That was fucking awesome. Uh, they talk shit about Asuka, Bliss, and the champion, Bianca Belair. That calls them out, so they arrive to talk some trash talk back. Bailey tells Bliss <laughs> she's a shell of her former self, and oh man, she absolutely nailed the fucking the the nail with the hammer right there. I 100% agree with Bailey on that comment. Bliss has been like just barely existent for like the last year or so whenever the Bray Wyatt thing went done was done she was pretty much done in my eyes she has not been the same since I don't know dude she's just been kind of lost a little bit in my opinion uh, but the baby faces clear the ring Bliss and Bailey will fight on fight later on tonight 
Uh, it was an alright segment, you know, I really enjoy Bailey. she was awesome as always, she's very entertaining, ding dong, hello, you know, that good shit. Uh, Dakota Kai, though, was a little bit shaky on the mic, but, um, you know, it doesn't really matter all that much, and obviously, uh, EO Sky doesn't say very much, because he doesn't have the greatest English, but, whatever. Uh, I still liked it, though. I really enjoyed Bailey shit-talking, and she's just so entertaining. I really, really missed Bailey. I didn't realize how much I missed her, and, and now that she's back, I'm like, oh, good to have her back. I'm going to give that a thumbs up. Next, you got Austin Theory. He's going up against Kevin Owens, my boy. Kevin Owens does a pop-up moonsault, but misses it. I mean, absolutely. It made my wife and I both go, ooh, because, like, to see Kevin Owens just do that kind of moonsault, that sort of athleticism for a man his size is very, very impressive. Gonna give that a thumbs up, even even though that he missed it. I don't even care. Johnny Wrestling comes down, grabs Theory's briefcase. Kevin takes advantage of the distraction, nails the pop-up powerbomb for the W. Good fight, man. Uh, love Kevin Owens in the ring. That moonsault that he did, even though he missed it, was fucking awesome. Match was pretty damn good. I'm gonna give it a 7 out of 10. And then Johnny gives Theory a receipt. He celebrates. Uh, yay for Johnny. So if you guys don't know what a receipt is, let me lay you down an example. So let's say you got two wrestlers in the ring. One wrestler clocks the, rest, the one guy in the face legitimately with a punch. So you will sometimes, more likely than not, receive a receipt for that. So what does that mean? You punch me in the face, I'm going to punch you back in the face tit for tat, you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, Johnny giving back the receipt to Theory from last week, so very nice. So we got Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. They um, had a actual friggin' press conference, like a UFC-style press conference on the weekend. They were showing some of the highlights on the show. I didn't watch it because I'm like, I'm not going to fucking waste my time with that crap. But, um, yeah, so these two are going to be fighting each other at Crown Jewel. I am not fucking kidding you. Roman Reigns will be fighting Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. Now, Crown Jewel is kind of a gimmick pay-per-view. I don't know if it ever, if it actually really counts in the record books. It kind of just seems like they like to go to Saudi Arabia because they have some sort of contract obligation to go there once a year. It's very scary when they go there. Sometimes they don't make it back. And yeah, so anyway, you can look into those stories. It's fucking weird. When WWE goes to, to Saudi Arabia, it's usually pretty sketchy. And uh, yeah, they don't seem to like... The, the wrestlers don't seem to like going over there very much, but um, I feel like last year's Crown Jewel was actually pretty decent, but uh, I think this is going to be the fourth one, correct me if I'm wrong, but I am pretty damn sure that the first two were some of the worst fucking things I've ever watched in my life. The last one was actually okay from what I remember, but uh, yeah, my, my expectations for Crown Jewel are immensely low. It's not a pay-per-view that they seem to take all that seriously. It's more of a, a showcase for people in Saudi Arabia living on that side of the world are trying to showcase you, get them interested in WWE because uh, it's not something they're very familiar with over there. So they're kind of just giving you, like at the beginning, they had like, you know, they would bring out old fucking Undertaker, literally having some of the worst matches ever, brought out old DX, like, yeah, just old washed up guys that, yeah, don't have good matches in the ring. But anyway, yeah, so that fucking happened. So yeah, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns gonna have a match. What do you guys think? I think it's very safe to say that Roman Reigns is gonna beat the ever-living shit out of him, but Logan Paul is very popular, so he's more than likely gonna look a lot better in that match than he than he should. Um, yeah, not looking forward to that. Next, we got the Brawling Brutes, Ridge, Holland, and Butch. They are in the ring. They talk about some stuff until Prof Street Profits excuse me, come out and interrupt them. 
Butch flips the fuck out. He throws his coat and literally nails Dawkins right in the goddamn face with it. That did not look like uh, it felt very good. That made me giggle. So we're going to have ourselves a tag team match, player. That was an absolutely terrible Teddy Long. I'm sorry. I, I can do better. I can do better than that. We're going to have... Um, never mind. I'm just not going to bother. <laughs> So we get in the match, Street Profits versus the Brawling Brutes. Uh, absolutely love the selling from Ford when Butch is fucking him up. Like, oh my god, like he's when Butch Butch does like his I don't know what do you call it that joint manipulation where he's like pulling your fingers and stuff. And the way that Ford was selling, he was like screaming like a little girl. It's very very entertaining. Love that. Brawling Brutes get the win. It was a pretty solid match. Uh, really just liking. Uh, that the Brawling Brutes are starting to get a bigger role on the roster now. Hopefully they become a mainstay tag team because I'm a huge fan of Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunne, whatever the fuck. I'm always, I just, I just want to call him Pete Dunne because that's that's how I know him. But he's unreal. Butch is fine. It's more about, but, or sorry, Ridge Holland is fine. Uh, still kind of upset that he broke Biggie's neck. But I guess it, accidents happen, accidents happen. So I'm not going to hold you to it for much, much longer. But for right now, I'm still worried about you, Ridge. I don't trust you all the way. When you break a mother fucker's neck uh, you it's gonna take you a little while to earn that trust back with me my man okay so next you got alpha academy they are in uh they're getting into it backstage with johnny wrestling but kevin owens has his back because well johnny wrestling had his back earlier on in the night so they will have a tag team match together next week against the alpha academy should be fun now we got the judgment day they are here oh boy what are they gonna do this week uh, they do uh, actually. They do a fucking unbelievable job drawing in all the bro the booze from the crowd. Like, oh my god, fantastic job! Like, even even Dominic Mysterio was able to draw in the booze like really well. Very good job. Thumbs up for that. Riddle and Ray finally break up the boo fest. We're gonna have ourselves a tag team match. Play a holla holla. Oh god, I don't. I'm sorry. So let's get into the match. Riddle and Ray Mysterio versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Ripley getting involved. She slams Riddle on the outside on top of talking shit to them the whole entire match. I, I was pretty entertained by that. Get a really ugly GTS from Riddle. He missed that by a goddamn country mile. Rollins runs down, grabs a chair, but does absolutely nothing. He gets chased away by Rey Mysterio. Ray grabs the chair now, and Dom is like, smack me, smack me, bitch. But Ray uh, refuses to hit his own son with the chair. Boo, whatever. Judgment Day takes over, choke slam, and then a coup de grace, and Judgment Day gets the victory. So they're on a bit of a streak right now of winning. That's that's kind of good to see, I guess. Uh, fine match, you know, the two storylines combining a bit here. Seth coming down to fuck up Riddle, but honestly, I think it's doubtful that these two storylines are going to be mixing into each other going forward. I think they're just going to stick with Riddle and Rollins, and then have Ray and whatever the fuck they're doing with Judgment Day. JD, or uh, Judgment Day, stringing together wins over the last few weeks. I'm, I'm still pretty interested uh, going forward with the Dominic Mysterio. They still have my attention, obviously. I, I'm not, I'm into it. I don't know, what do you guys think? You into this Rey Mysterio, Dominic thing? I just think that the, the way that they drew the booze from the crowd tonight, I think they're doing something right. So you don't get booed like that unless you are. You're getting the attention of the audience. So I think they did a really good job in uh, this segment here. Uh, now it's Miz TV time. Oh boy, he's he's with Champa, of course. They're always hanging out now. Miz flips out about Loomis drawing a picture of his family. I just, it's not that big of a deal. It's a nice picture. Loomis underneath the ring cuts a hole in the in the ring. Dexter emerges from the hole and tries to drag Miz into the depths of 
hell. Champa saves Miz in time, but Loomis reappears and gives him the crazy eyes. Oh my god. Uh, pretty fun segment. Gonna give it a thumbs up. I enjoyed it. And uh, Judgment Day celebrating the victory backstage now. Finn gets into Styles' face. Asks for a fight, but then he's just like, oh, I'm just kidding, bro. I'm just kidding. Because, uh, yeah, that was really fucking confusing. Um, if uh, Not a lot of people are may be familiar with it, but AJ Styles and Finn Balor were both in the... Fuck, what the hell is that fucking goddamn thing called? The gut, the Bullet Club? Is that what it's called? The Bullet Club in New Japan? They're in that stable together. Uh, so they have that. They they play with that a little bit here. Uh, but it's not like... I, don't, I honestly don't give one shit about it. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Main event time, baby. We got Alexa Bliss with Asuka and Bianca Belair versus Bayley with damage control. Bliss and Bayley have not fought each other in almost three years. I was like, damn, that's that's kind of crazy. He said since 2019 was the last time these two fought. And I feel like they fought each other a million times. So why not a million and one more, right? So Asuka getting into it with damage control on the outside. Asuka slams her ass into the steel steps that didn't look very comfortable right there. Off the distraction, Bailey gets the victory. Uh, solid match, honestly, one of the best ones I've seen from Bliss in a long time. She just, oh man, I just, I am not been a fan of her in the ring lately. Uh, not very interested in her at all. Uh, her stock with me personally has plummeted since the Bray Wyatt thing. Uh, she just seems to have lost an edge. Uh, McMahon's not there no more. I knew she was a favorite of his. And, uh, yeah, she's starting to look a little bit exposed, in my opinion, compared to some of the other female wrestlers who are outclassing her, I feel, in, in many categories right now. But, anyway. All hell breaks loose after the match. Damage Control gets the advantage, and they beat down the champ, Bianca Belair. Bailey's hair has gone absolutely fucking rogue on her. It's out of control. It's just an absolute mess, but made me giggle. So she wants to uh, get a title shot against Bianca at Extreme Rules. So looking forward to that match. Should be really good. Going to be nice to see Bailey back into a championship title shot. I don't think she's going to be beating Bianca, but uh, I look forward to that match. Solid show this week, not very amped up for Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns, but uh, everything else going on in, in, in the world of Raw right now, all the storylines, Rey Mysterio, Judgment Day, uh, fit, or, um, Riddle and Seth, all very good stuff right now, I'm enjoying it. Uh, the show was pretty good this week, going to give it a 6 out of 10. Okay, so let's move on to NXT 2.0, I guess, are, are we still calling it NXT 2.0, what the fuck? Anyway. Show kicks off with Mello and Solo. They're having a meeting with HPK, Shawn Michaels, baby. Welcome to... So I guess Shawn Michaels is kind of the GM guy of NXT right now. Uh, but sadly, Shawn Michaels has bad news for Solo. Uh, he's going to need to strip Solo Sokoa of his North American title because apparently the match was never officially approved. It wasn't sanctioned, so apparently it doesn't count. I... I you know, not not very cool. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. But anyway, Mello goes to grab back the title, but Sean is like, oh, hell no. Nah. You got to win this back, bro, in a ladder match. Oh, fuck yeah, Sean. The, the messiah of the ladder match, Sean Michaels. So uh, he's announcing that there's going to be, I think it's a five-man ladder match to uh, crown the new North American Championship that will be coming up next week week I think it is anyway uh, looking very forward to that I'm a massive fan of fucking ladder matches and the casino battle royale whatever the fuck ladder match in AEW was a huge disappointment in my book so I am hungry for a really good ladder match and I hope this one delivers it looks like it should be really good 
Next, you got Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. This is match two of their best of three series. Axiom is currently leading the series one to nothing. So I think it's pretty obvious uh, to say who you think is going to win this match. Anyway, Frazier delivers a gorgeous super kick. I fucking really love that. That was a very nice super kick. Thumbs up for that. Axiom catches Frazier in a chokehold off the backflip. Very cool spot right there, giving that a thumbs up as well. Frazier with the corkscrew 450 splash for the W. Who didn't see that one coming? Still like the match, though, from these two. Uh, very young, athletic wrestlers. Very, very fun to watch in the ring. A little on the short side, but uh, blazing fast pace. Really enjoyed this match. Going to give it a 7 out of 10. And obviously, I'm looking forward to the final match between these two. I feel like they're going to go. Hopefully, they give them a little bit more time and let them really showcase what they can do. That would be awesome. Now we got a video promo with Kemp. Uh, he reveals how he screwed over the diamond mine and beat the shit out of Roderick and put him in the hospital. So uh, apparently Kemp has been the evil mastermind behind all the shit that's been going on with diamond mine this whole entire time. So fuck you, Kemp, you dick. Now we got Ivy Nile and Tatum Paxley. They're going up against Toxic Attraction. GG hits the kick and Toxic Attraction gets the victory. Uh, not much going on with this match. Pretty meh, pretty kind of undermanned, not very good. Um, yeah, not much to say about this one. It just kind of fucking existed. Next, you got Schism. They're, they're in the ring talking culty shit as usual that literally no one on the face of the earth could give one shred of a fucking shit about. Thumbs down, hate it. Anofi and Blade run down. They have heard enough of their fucking culty shit, and quite frankly, so am I. So we're going to have a match now. The Dyads versus Blade and Anofi. Dyads pull off a, a combo Canadian Destroyer, and you know, one jumped off the back and then launched himself into a freaking Canadian Destroyer. Fucking out of nowhere, awesome spot right there from the Dyads. Going to give that bad boy a thumbs up. Dyads end up getting the W in this match. It was an okay match. You know, I haven't seen much of the Dyads in the ring yet. But uh, so far, so good. They seem pretty solid. Uh, I'm, I'd be fine to see some more of that. Sadly, they are stuck in a really shitty gimmick right now with Joe Gacy. Uh, just, I, I just don't know why they're, they're not giving up on it. They just keep pushing this, and I just don't think it's fucking working. They're not getting any, any crowd reaction. It's just fucking not any good, honestly, in my opinion. Next up, you got Wendy Chu. She's going up against my baby, Cora Jade. Crowd cheering now for Cora Jade. She's just undeniably that awesome. Even though she is a straight up, like, the baddest of bad heels on the roster right now, crowd loves her. She's undeniably awesome right now. Jade nails the DDT on Wendy for the W. Big fan of both of these women, not going to lie. I like Wendy Chu as well, but Cora is my boo. I absolutely adore Cora Jade right now. I love you. Please marry me. Solid match between, don't tell my wife, uh, solid match from these two women. Then Lash Legend appears and boots Chu into oblivion. So what the fuck was that about? Guessing Lash ain't a fan of Wendy Chu. So guess guess they're going to be beefing now. Next, you got Milo and, or Milo, Mello and Trick Williams enter the ring. Mello wants a bunch of officials fired for costing him his title last week. Chase U has heard enough, and they come out. Okay, surprising to see these two, but um, we're going to have ourselves a teachable moment. Aw, hell yeah. Thumbs up for that. Let's get into the match. Chase U versus Mello and Trick Williams. Crowd absolutely loving Chase U. They're, they're fucking awesome. They, I mean, yes, they do have their own little cheering section that, that, that makes it, but everyone, still, everyone likes to fucking Chase U. Come on now. 
Chase giving Melo a teachable moment. He grabs a, a sneaky little pin on the former champion for the W, man. What a, a shocking little victory there for Chase U. Short match, but it was a lot of fun, man. Crowd was really into it, so I'm going to give it a thumbs up at least. Now we got Gallus. They're hanging out, uh, having some points, playing some darts, and then fucking Briggs and Jensen show up and yuck all the yum. Like, what the fuck, boys? Like, Gallus, are just, they're just sitting there chilling out, just just having a good time, drinking some beers, and then boom, fucking Briggs and Jensen come in, making all this noise and racket, yucking all the yums. What the hell, man? It was still pretty funny, though. I liked it. Now we got Von Wagner with uh, fucking Mr. Stone or whatever. He's going up against Sanga. Uh, big hoss fight here. Vaughn gets the big man up for the slam and the W. Not gonna lie, this was a weak fucking match. Did not like it. Thumbs down. I'm sure that these two dudes are capable of a lot more than that, though. Like, it was short. Not very good. Not very interesting. Not a lot of good offense. Just really nothing going on right there. So, yeah, kind of a letdown. Now we got Grayson Waller versus a uh, new guy here, Oro Mensa. Uh, sorry if I didn't say that right. Uh, getting the debut here for him. So, good luck, my boy. Uh, Apollo appears with his gross, disgusting, fucking bloody eye. Freaks the shit out of Grayson and honestly myself. It was it was nasty. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. If you just go, oh, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with that? Uh, Oro takes advantage and nails Waller with a wheel kick for the W. Wow, the night of upsets. Um, yeah, definitely one of the upsets of the year candidates. But uh, congrats, Oro. He has qualified now for the five-man ladder match for the North American title. So an all-right match. It was extremely short, so not much to say on it. But congratulations on your first victory in NXT, Oro Mensa. Get a little spot here. Braun Breaker comes out with Landon the Conqueror. He's one of the Connor Cure, Connor's Cure uh children a uh, very cute moment there coming out with the with the champion getting some pictures taken all smiles very nice main event time baby oh i was looking forward to this one this is right up my alley baby this is oh here we go just listen to these names tyler Bate versus jd mcdonough oh oh if you're not creaming right now if you're not wet just f what's wrong with you so let's get into this bad boy. JD with a bunch of these little kicks all over Bates' body. I fucking love that spot. I was, I was laughing on that. Going to give that a thumbs up. We get the big old airplane spin from Bates. Such a cool little spot. He spins him fucking 3,000 times. He must have been so dizzy. Thumbs up for that. Get an absolutely perfect, picture perfect, 450 splash from JD McDonough. My, my, my. Thumbs up again slugfest in the middle of the ring they're literally just punching the shit out of each other right in the face thumbs up yet again we get a gorgeous spanish fly off at the top into a backplex and jd gets a massive win over tyler bates oh fuck yeah dude wow what an excellent match dude this was awesome damn near everything they did was a fucking highlight like i could have i could have talked about this match for a lot longer but i couldn't put down every single thing that they did because I swear, everything they did was a fucking highlight. It was it was a highlightable moment that I could have talked about. But they literally beat the shit out of each other. These two delivered exactly what I expected from them. Awesome match. I want some fucking more, please. Eight and a half out of ten. Fantastic. Then, out of nowhere, we get Ilya Dragunov is here. Oh, shit, dude. I haven't seen this guy in a hot minute. I was a pretty big fan of him, actually. was I was watching NXT UK at the time where he took down Walter and uh, that was a huge fucking moment man I didn't think anyone was going to be able to take down Walter he was absolutely dominating the NXT UK probably the champion for well over a year probably almost two years and then Ilya Dragunov just came in this guy is an absolute fucking little unit he's not the biggest guy but oh he hits so goddamn hard he is a treat to watch 
So it looks like they're teasing or possibly going to be having a possible triple threat match or or something like that going in the future. I don't care. I'm happy that Dragonov is here. If you guys don't know about this guy, you're in for a treat once this, once you see this guy wrestle. Just keep your eye out for him. He is fucking phenomenal. Uh, pretty all right show this week held up by an absolutely excellent main event match. Definitely check out that main event, dude. It was so fucking good. Absolute banger. Two very young talents showing off how absolutely incredible they both are. If if you're a wrestling fan and you appreciate wrestling, you're not watching JD McDonough versus Tyler Bates. What the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you right now? Stop this. Actually, no. Keep listening to this podcast, but just go swing over and watch it right now. And uh, yeah, continue listening to this. That would be fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, gave the show a six and a half out of ten. Okay, let's do fucking Dynamite. This was a big show, y'all. Dynamite, they're calling this, what the fuck are they calling it? Grand Slam. They're in. They're still in the New York area. I didn't, I didn't catch exactly what fucking area of New York they're in, but they're in goddamn New York. So it's a hot crowd tonight for sure, and we have a big fucking lineup, y'all. This is literally a pay-per-view, mat, pay-per-view card quality here, y'all. So let's get into this. First up, we got Chris Jericho versus Claudio Castagnoli. This is for the Ring of Honor World Championship. So it's um, Chris Jericho, is, this is the only world title that apparently he has not claimed the Ring of Honor World title. So he is hungry to get this title into his collection. So let's get into it. Jericho reverses a top rope powerbomb into a Frankensteiner fucking midair. Absolutely jaw-dropping, stunning. Thumbs up for that. Jericho goes for a low blow, but it's countered into a Ricola bomb, but a near fall on that. My, my, my. Massive swing from Claudio. Got a solid 15 swings on Chris Jericho. Awesome. Thumbs up for that. Chris brings in the bat Floyd. Claudio blocks it with his hands. That was badass. While the referee ain't looking, though, Chris sends Claudio to Dick Kick City. Hits him with a Judas elbow, and no! Ring of Honor, World Heavyweight Champion, Chris Jericho, the legend, the king, the god, the demigod, whatever, the demo god. There it is, baby. Jericho captures the one title he was missing from his collection. Really enjoyed the match, giving it a 7 out of 10. I am sorry, Claudio, that your reign is already over. Uh, I imagine the future is still very bright for you going forward with AEW. I look forward to see what's next for him. Next up, we got another... There's five title matches, by the way, on this card. So let's let's get into another title match. Swerve and Our Glory versus the Acclaimed for the AEW Tag Team Championships here. Um, the Acclaimed have been absolutely hot as fuck the last, like, few months. Uh, ever since they started doing the Scissor Me Daddy stuff with the guns. They have been over like Rover. They were over before, but now they're over like Rover, which is a level above over, y'all. I'm telling you, they're hot. Absolutely massive ovation for the acclaimed. New York is super hot to get scissored, daddy. Goodness gracious. Keith Lee pulls off a hurricanrana, dude. Like, the man is massive. He is like 350 pounds. He should not be able to do that shit. Thumbs up. Swerve accidentally smashes his own partner, Keith Lee, in the face with a boombox. Whoopsie daisy. Acclaimed go for the mic drop, but Caster's knee gives out, so they're not able to complete that move. Daddy Ass on the outside hits the Fame Asser on Swerve. We get the mic drop, and... No! Tag Team Champions! Oh my god, they did it. They pulled the trigger. Hell yeah! Congratulations, the Acclaimed. Well-deserved. 
gonna give you guys a clap. I don't know if that that sounds like a clap. It kind of just probably sounds like my microphone getting tossed around like a psychopath. But yeah, dude, absolutely fucking awesome. The crowd was so insane for the acclaim. They wanted it so bad. Even if they weren't originally supposed to win this match, I feel like Keith Lee or someone probably called an audible and they're like, put the titles on these two. It's time. Really good match. The crowd was extremely hot for this, uh, for the acclaimed. If they didn't win, there would have been a fucking riot or some shit. Like, the crowd was so fire for them. 7.5 out of 10. Really good match. More than likely going to see a fallout here, though, for Swerve and our glory. You know, they've been they've been miscuing over the last few weeks. And uh, honestly, man, I, I was shocked to see Keith Lee come in to AEW in a tag team. That was not what I thought he was going to do. I'm dying for to see a singles run with Keith Lee. Like, let's just fucking start showcasing how ridiculous this man is in the ring for his size. He can do things that physically should not be possible of a man his size but um he does it so i want to see keith lee go on a singles run soon next you got wheeler yuda he tries to get it interviewed but mjf interrupts the crowd absolutely fucking explodes they're super hot for mjf thumbs up for that mjf walks absolute circles around yuda on the mic chirps the fuck out of him and everyone around him tony shivani everybody uh, i was giggling pretty good for that Wheeler has heard enough and he just absolutely clocks MGF right in the fucking mouth. They brawl a little bit until W. Morrissey comes down. He beats up Yuta and uh, I think MGF pushes down Tony Schiavone. And that's like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? He's a, he's a nice little old man. How could you do that? Um, my, my, dude. MGF is such a fucking master on the mic. It's ridiculous how fucking good he is. Like, oh, he's so good. Thumbs up. Orange Cassidy now versus Pac. This is for the All-Atlantic Championship. Pac landing hard on the outside on a dive to the outside. Looked very painful. He landed very hardly on what looked like his hip. And then he just kind of like laid there on the ground for a little bit, like staring deeply into the camera like, oh, that fucking hurt, y'all, but I ain't going to sell it. I'm just going to sit here and eat it. And uh, then he goes on with his match. Um... Orange keeps rolling slowly away whenever Pac goes up to the top rope and trying to do something. Very funny shit right there. Thumbs up. Pac selling the DDTs from Orange Cassidy better than I've ever seen a fucking person sell a DDT in my life. Absolutely fucking plants his skull right on top. Like, brilliant. Just brilliant selling from Pac. Thumbs up for that. Pac slides to the outside, grabs the ring bell hammer, and smacks Orange Cassidy. The ref does not see it, doesn't see a fucking thing, and Pac retains the title. Damn, dude, this was a sick match. Uh, feel like I don't get to see enough of Pac, man. Like, he's so goddamn good, and even in AEW, he seems to get lost in the shuffle a little, a little bit. But love the chemistry between him and Orange. Uh, very, very funny uh, chemistry with these two. Awesome selling from both men. Great near falls in the match. Would have loved to see a clean finish on this one. But regardless, still a great match. Giving this bad boy an 8 out of 10. Alright, Fatal 4-Way time. We got a women's Fatal 4-Way. Serena Deeb versus Athena versus Britt Baker and Tony Storm. This is for the AEW Women's Championship. Let's get into it. Athena lifts and throws Brit and Serena at the same time. Very impressive strength shown off right there from Athena. Thumbs up for that. Athena kind of lands on Brit's face, though, on that move. She's bleeding pretty fucking good out of her schnoz right now. Very possible that Brit broke her nose again. She just can't fucking... She keeps breaking that big old schnoz that she's got on her face. Tony counters a roll-up from Brit, and she retains her title. 
Uh, honestly, a very short match, which is like really disappointing, man. Could have been a very good match. Um, yeah, kind of a letdown. A bloodied up Britt Baker jumps Tony after the match. Hater comes down. They tease again that she's going to attack Britt Baker, but no, she attacks Athena and Tony Storm instead. God damn it. We're going to get it soon. We're going to get it. And then, bro, out of fucking nowhere, out of fucking nowhere, Soraya arrives. Now, you may know who Soraya, you may not know who that, that name, but you might know this one. So she was formerly known as Paige. In the WWE, yes, Paige is back and is she and she is in AEW. Holy fucking shit! She gets an absolutely massive reaction from the crowd. Holy fuck! Everyone is rightfully stunned, myself included. Like, wow, dude, what a massive addition for the women's division for AEW. What a huge get. Um, I'm just I'm just hoping that Paige is fully healthy now and that she can compete. They didn't say anything. Um, she looks great. She looks a lot different. I, I almost didn't recognize her at first. Like, I don't know if she got, like, fucking plastic surgery or some shit. That's what my wife was saying. But, yeah, she didn't look the same as she as she usually does. Maybe it's a tan. I don't know. She's always been pale as a ghost. But, anyway, fucking unbelievable that she's here in AEW. I cannot wait to see what, what she has to say. I cannot wait to hear her talk and, and all that shit. It's going to be unbelievable. Okay, baby, main event time. We got John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. This is for the currently vacated AEW World Championship. So we are crowning a new AEW champion. Who's going to win? Only one way to find out, motherfuckers. Let's get into it. MGF is watching over this match with his poker chip in hand. Uh, if you don't know, like basically the poker chip that he's holding is equivalent to the money in the bank in WWE, very similar. We get hard elbows to the back of Moxley's head from Bryanson. Oh, my God. Absolutely brutal chops from Brian, from Danielson. Oh, my God, Daniel. They're so gorgeous. They were so fucking hard, dude. Like, even, even Moxley, like, dropped down to a knee. Like, these were some of the hardest, most no, not fucking holding back even a little bit. Just absolutely going as hard as he can with those chops. Beautiful. Love that shit. Thumbs up. Get a very unique upside-down slap fight. I don't know how to explain it any better than that. They were upside-down in this really weird situation. They were looking at each other, so they decided to slap each other's faces a bunch. Fucking awesome. Made me giggle. Thumbs up for that for sure. Moxley hits a Death Rider, but it's on the stage, so he doesn't get the pin. Still thumbs up for that, though. Cool spot. Mox locks in the choke on Daniel. He tries to get out, but Moxley has that bitch locked in tight, and Bryanson passes out, and no! First ever three-time AEW World Champion, John fucking Moxley. Oh my goodness. Wow. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, a little bit surprised it didn't go to Bryanson here because, you know, Moxley was supposed to be on vacation right now. So I thought maybe they would just let him, you know, have this match and then let Bryanson, Brian have his, have his title, but whatever. It was still a very, very good match. Brutally stiff shots from Danielson. My kind of match, baby. I'm giving this one a seven and a half out of 10. Congratulations, Moxley. Sorry that you don't get to go on vacation yet, buddy. You're working overtime. You're the champion yet again. And honestly, I don't. I, I would have been totally happy with either man winning this. I would have been totally down with Danielson winning it. Totally down with Moxley winning it. I just thought he would have wanted a break, but good for you, dude. Absolutely a banger of a show this week, y'all. Literally a pay-per-view quality show on free TV this week. I would highly recommend you go check this one out. 
five title matches. All of them were very good aside from the Fatal 4A match because, like, it was just way too short. It seems like they were running out of time. New York crowd was absolutely excellent. Acclaimed getting the biggest pop, I'd say, tonight. Uh, close second would be the debut of Soraya. That was also a huge pop. Regardless, the crowd was dynamite on dynamite this week. Uh, very, very good show, giving it an 8 out of 10. Um, great job, AEW. What a fucking show. Uh, I don't think WWE is going to have any anything to answer how good that show was. I mean, five title matches. Uh, yeah. Uh, not gonna not gonna have any competition. I think it's safe to say that Dynamite is gonna be the show of, a week, of the week yet again. But who knows? Maybe SmackDown's gonna do something ridiculous. Or there is Rampage. You know, Rampage is gonna be a two-hour one this weekend. Uh, I haven't watched it as of currently, but we will get to that shortly. Okay, and it has been shortly, so let's get into SmackDown. They are in Salt Lake City, Utah, this week, and the show kicks off with the Bloodline. Heyman is doing his hype man shtick as always for Roman Reigns. But he also wants to talk about Solo Sokoa. But he doesn't get to say too much, but Roman says he's the leader and he makes Solo Sokoa, Solo Sokoa acknowledge him. Solo does just that and then they all hug it out. Hugs all around for everybody. Aw, what a cute situation. Then, Sammy speaks up. He wants to show his love but Roman shuts that shit down. He tells Sammy to take off that Bloodline shirt. They're talking shit. They're like, what have you been doing here, Sammy? Like, why are you following us around? And I was like, oh my god. I was so sad. I was like, oh. And the crushed look on Sammy Zayn's face. They rip off his shirt. They say, no more. You can't wear this shirt because we got a new shirt for you, bro. Sammy Zayn is now an official honorary oos. He's got the shirt to match. Aw, dude, that was so cute. I'm so happy. Sammy is over the moon. He is so happy. That was so fucking adorable. Thumbs up for that. Oh my god, though. They got me so good on that. I thought it was all over for Sammy. They were going to turn on him and beat the shit out of him. But nope, they just got him a new shirt. I was so sad, and then I was so happy for Sammy Zayn. Hooray. Good segment. Uh, what an absolute emotional roller coaster that was. Holy crap. Thumbs up. Good, decent opening segment. Oh god, okay, now we got my favorite person of all time, Liv Morgan versus Lacey Evans. If you can't tell, I'm being extremely sarcastic. Lacey blasts Liv Morgan mid-air with a big boot. That was a that was a nice little spot there. I'm gonna give that a thumbs up. Lacey grabs a broom for some reason. She puts that away and then just grabs a kendo stick. She misses Liv with a kendo stick. Hits her with her terrible-looking finisher for the victory. Boo. Thank the Lord. That's over, man. Liv Morgan, you are losing at Extreme Rules. You suck. I do not like you. I think you're, you're just terrible in the ring. The only thing she can do good is sell moves. Her offense is like a wet fart. It looks terrible. She does not look convincing in the ring. Mike's skills are weak as fuck and double thumbs down for this match. Didn't like it. Liv then attempts to be interesting. She attacks Lacey with weapons. She even grabs a fucking table, y'all. Like, it's getting desperate here. The table gets a ton of cheers, because the table has more personality than Liv Morgan does, if I'm being honest. Liv then just fucking throws herself so recklessly off the top rope. She goes through the table, back first, lands horrifically, right on the back of her fucking tailbone. Looked horrific, dude. She screams in pain, she gets up, she's limping, she's fucking clearly injured now, she fucked herself up bad on that. And like, 
why the fuck did we do that here? Why the fuck did you guys do that spot? This massive, dangerous spot on SmackDown weeks before the pay-per-view. It makes no sense. And now she's fucking hurt. So it's rather the match is getting canned now. She's getting stripped of the title because she's more than likely just fucking broke her back. Because look, just watch the way that she slams. She misses the table by like 80%. She slams so hard right on the back of her fucking tailbone. Looked horrible. Absolutely unnecessary. Made no sense. This was a purely desperate attempt to try and make Liv Morgan... You know, she has to do something to separate herself because she's the most uninteresting person on the roster, in my opinion, besides, like, Tamina. And, dude, like, brutal. And now, I will say, it was a nice crash to the table. It looked like a fucking train wreck, but for all the wrong reasons, man. Like, she just, like, she just went for it. And I don't think she thought twice about it. And, dude, it looked brutal. Go look it up. If you haven't seen it, it was a bad slam. So, uh, thumbs up for the slam through the table, but thumbs down for the whole Liv Morgan situation right now. This made zero sense. No reason for a big spot like this at before the pay-per-view. Like, that spot should have been saved for the pay-per-view, but clearly they, they're not going to do something like that because Ronda's not going to take a bump like that. She's not, she's not going to get put through a table. No fucking way. Anyway, hated it. Next up, you got New Day versus the Maximum Male Models. Oh my goodness. Uh, I have to say that Monsoir looks like Prince. Like if though the that not the prince prince not the monarch prince but the artist formerly known as prince that prince, he looked uh, he's just got the hair and like I don't know the way that he was looking at the camera I was like yo is that prince right now but yeah, new day gets the win and Dupree is fucking flipping out he's calling everybody an idiot and while he's doing that he's he can't even he's trying to take off his coat jacket but he can't fucking get it off and he's sitting there struggling calling everybody an idiot and he looks like a fucking moron. I am sorry, Dupree. I am a fan of you, but dude, this maximum fucking model shit is dumb. I don't like it. This was awful. Thumbs down. Two thumbs down, dude. We're, this is this is gonna be one of the lowest. This is gonna be the the lowest rated show I have ever rated since I started this podcast. So stay tuned till the end, so you'll see the score that I give this show. Bad. Now we go to Braun Strowman versus Otis. Otis is with Chad Gable, of course. Gable throughout the match keeps interfering with Braun. Braun gets the big boy Otis up for the powerbomb and the W. Gonna give you a thumbs up for that powerbomb because that's very impressive. Even like Braun Strowman's a massive guy, but Otis is just a slab of fucking meat. He's like 5'10", 360 bills, big, big boy. And he got him up there for a pretty nice looking powerbomb. I'll say that. Pretty good. But, dude, the match was clunky as fuck. Oh, my God. What a mess. But, um, you know, Haas matches, is, is there any way to have a Haas match other than it being clunky and an absolute mess? I mean, that's what a Haas match is. It was a fun match, but it was butt-ass ugly. I, it was making me laugh, and I think I'll give it a thumbs up. I don't know. This is I have question marks on this thumbs up because of like I don't know if it was like so ugly it was good or so ugly it was bad. I think I'm leaning more on the side of good. Okay, hallelujah. We got Drew McIntyre. He is here to save this show. Let's hope. So he challenges Cross to a strap match at Extreme Rules. He comes out with the strap and he's just so badass. He's like, "Oh, you can't you can't get away from me now." And all that crap. That was a terrible fucking Damn, I can't do good impressions on the spot like that. Like, they come just out of nowhere. Anyway, 
Cross tries to jump McIntyre, but come on now. Nobody jumps Drew McIntyre. Let's go. Come on now. You're silly. Cross receives a preview of what is to come at Extreme Rules. He gets whipped like a little girl by the belt. Looked terrible. Looked very painful. And then Scarlet turns into a wizard. She shoots a fireball at Drew. Well, it was more like a fire sneeze. It was pretty bad. She missed him by a lot, but uh, yeah. I didn't say she was a good wizard. She just fucking shoots magic fireballs all of a sudden. Cross accepts the match. Um, so yeah, that happened. I mean, the, the Drew was excellent, but the fireball was a wet fart. Just, just missed, but whatever. It's cool that Scarlet is now a wizard. Next up, you got Dakota Kai. She is with Damage Control. She's going up against Raquel Rodriguez. And ooh yeah, baby, Raquel is pissed. She is pissed off tonight, and daddy like. I like when Rodriguez is pissed, so I'm going to give that a thumbs up. I don't like Ra Raquel when she's just, ah, I'm just smiling, I'm so happy. It's like, no, you're a big, mean, scary woman. Start beating the shit out of people. Stop smiling. And that's what she was doing tonight. She wasn't smiling. She was re ready to kick some ass. Dakota is, like, breakdancing or something all over the fucking Raquel. She's, like, spinning and fucking doing crazy shit. I have no idea what I just saw there. Damage control getting involved. This summons Shotzi Blackheart to come down. What the fuck? Raquel gets the win, and then all hell breaks loose. What the fuck is going on right now? At this point, me watching it, I am flipping the fuck out. I'm like, what the fuck is going on with this show? Like, I felt like, I was like, is there a full moon? Like... Is, is the is the barometer off like what what is wrong with this day like yesterday was a really weird day and I think it was affecting Smackdown there's something in the water in Utah or something I don't know what the fuck is going on but dude what the fuck is going on with Shotzi why is she getting involved in this it's so fucking random I don't understand it like do they they just like they're looking at Shotzi back there and they're like I have no idea what to do with that and they're like i don't know dude just fucking send her out there with raquel for some reason like where's her partner where's Aaliyah at is she injured like i don't understand this and you're just throwing shotzi out there like randomly it makes zero sense zero sense i don't know if shotzi is supposed to be a heel a baby face they've been flipping and flopping her all over the place she's probably the most like they have no idea what to do with her. Absolutely no idea. So I don't think Shotzi's going to be around for very much longer because they seem to not know what to do with her. And that's too bad because I kind of like Shotzi Blackheart before, like, I don't know. She was good on NXT, but then she came up to the main roster. And, of course, it never works out because most of the time when people get called up to the main roster, it usually flops, I'd say, 8 out of 10 times. Okay, so now we get the main event. Thank fucking God because... Dude, this show was all about this main event. Like, that's all they cared about. And let's see if the main event was worth the fucking getting through this whole show. I've been waiting for this main event all week. So, here we go. Main event time. Usos versus the Brawling Brutes, Ridge Holland, and Butch for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. And obviously, the Brawling Brutes are accompanied by Sheamus. And the Usos are accompanied by Sami Zayn. Butch is like a bull waiting to be released, dude. He is absolutely fucking insane tonight. Like, more so than usual. He's usually already insane, but tonight he's even more fucking insane. He is flying all over the freaking place. Unbelievable. I love you so much, Butch, or Pete Dunne. I'm just going to call you Pete Dunne because I don't like your name being Butch. But thumbs up for, for Butch right there. Goddamn, so good. Jay Uso arguing with Sami Zayn like a married couple. That was so fucking funny. I loved 
Sami Zayn on the outside in this match. He was a treat. Thumbs up. Butch hurls himself right into a double super kick. Oh my god, what a beautiful, beautiful sequence that was. Chef's kiss right there. Absolutely ate two kicks directly in the face mid-flight. Thing of beauty. Thumbs up. Things get out of hand, Imperium shows up, and in all the confusion, Usos with the 1D, and they retain the titles. Fuck, dude. Fuck. You were so close, man. WWE, you almost had a perfect 10 match out of me, but you fucking blew it at the end, man. Way too many cooks in the kitchen. Like, with with the... They already had Sami Zayn and... and fucking Sheamus and everybody out there and then fucking all of Imperium come down three more guys you had like 12 people involved with this match it was way overbooked way too many people but honestly this was still an unbelievable match dude the atmosphere Sami Zayn and Sheamus going fucking crazy on the outside selling the near falls were absolutely amazing dude if the finish was a clean finish and we got new tag team champions. The Brawling Brutes came out with the win in clean fashion. Imperium didn't get involved. I was going to give this match a perfect 10. I shit you not. I was absolutely blown away. And then the second Imperium came out, my heart fucking sank, dude. Because I was like, why? Why? You guys did not need to do that. But regardless, this is an incredible match. I highly recommend you go check out this tag team match. Just for the selling of Sheamus and Sami Zayn on the outside was so fucking good. And on top of that, man, you get to see a brilliant performance from Butch. Ridge Holland was there. He was fine. But, dude, the star was Butch. He is incredible. Giving this match an 8.5 out of 10. But easily, with a clean finish... And not overbooking it, this should have been a 10 out of 10. I was very upset that that happened, but fuck, man. Oof. Fucking rough show this week, man. I don't know what the fuck was going on. Felt like they only focused on the main event and, like, kind of forgot that there was still another hour and a half to fill in before the main event. Um, Liv Morgan, like, what the fuck was that shit, dude? Like, completely unnecessary to, to do a spot that massive like randomly two weeks before the pay-per-view i didn't understand it confused the shit out of me shots and rodriguez what the fuck is going on with that makes no sense to me otis versus strawman was a mess and everything else was just like kind of there to fill up time uh thankfully the main event was fucking killer like i said it almost got a perfect almost got a perfect match but too many cooks in the kitchen and a fucking lame finish spoiled that but Honestly, still an amazing match. I highly recommend you go watch that, but skip the rest of the show. Just watch the main event. Better luck next week, SmackDown. You are getting a 4 out of 10. Thumbs down. Main event could not save that show. This show fucking sucked. Let me. What do you guys think? Did you watch SmackDown this week? Did you, am I am I just being an asshole, like a grumpy bitch or something? Like, was it as bad as I'm telling you? Because I thought it was bad, dude. I did not like that SmackDown. Thankfully, like, if that main event sucked, this could have got like a three. It could have got a two and a half. Like, it was not not entertaining for the most part, man. I was not having a good time. <laughs> And it was high on mushrooms, dude. Like, that's how bad it was. Even being high on mushrooms, I was still like, what the fuck is this? Like, like when I'm on shrooms, I'm always like, I love everything. Everything's incredible. But yeah, that's how bad the show was. So, I don't know. 
Okay, so let's get into Rampage. This is a two-hour Grand Slam fucking special Rampage, okay? So, oh my god, dude. Um, the opening match. Um, House of Black versus Sting and Darby, dude. Um, oh boy, if you saw this, um, this match, dude. Oh my god. Uh, Darby. Darby Allen, dude. I watching this, I was fucking sweating, man. I was looking in between my fingers. I was looking away. Um, Jesus, man. Darby was just fucking throwing himself around. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who isn't hurt after this match. It was rough, dude. Um, Sting takes a absolutely gruesome slam through the table, dude. He goes through two tables. He gets through one of them, but misses the second table and just smacks the side of his head off the table. It looked fucking brutal. But he's up. He's fine. But it did. It looked horrible, dude. I was like, I couldn't look. I was looking away. I was like, oh my god, dude. Sting is like 65 years old. He could have died. And then, like, dude, there's fucking blood everywhere. The carnage is insane. Like, Darby threw himself, like, full on. Just torpedoed, torpedoed himself shoulder first into buddy and like dude the, the sound of the impact like sh darby's shoulders might be broken separated i have no idea and then inside the ring they got sting tied up fucking handcuffed into a chair and uh they're about to smack him with a baseball bat and then the lights go out and guess who's fucking here the great fucking muda oh my fucking god dude if you guys don't know who the great muda is he is a legend legend in japan he used to have incredible matches with staying back in the eight, late 80s early 90s the crowd goes fucking crazy he gives buddy the mist and oh my god dude julia hart julia fucking hart took a absolutely one of the most brutal fucking slams I have ever seen in my 20 years of watching wrestling. She landed. So she gets bumped off of the ring. She goes flying into a table. She misses the table completely. Got a, just a, barely got a tip of the table. And she landed fucking head back first directly on the concrete and... I didn't, all I saw was the impact, and then I didn't see her again, I hope she's fucking okay, dude, like, I was, like, in awe, I, I, could, I was speechless, like, that was one of the most brutal slams I've ever seen someone take, and I just hope she's okay, we, me, my wife and I were looking it up, we didn't hear anything about her being hurt, but the way she slammed, man, that was fucking really hard to watch, really, really hard to watch, but, like, dude, this match, honestly, it was a little too much, man. It was a little too much. It was too reckless. It was dangerous. It was hard to watch. It reminded me of like that match uh, with Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. And when Matt Hardy jumped off the ladder and he smacked his head on the fucking concrete and then they kept going, I was like, what the fuck? Like sometimes, dude, AEW will push these limits. And this match is an example of that. Basically, I just watched six dudes go out there and fucking kill themselves. Like, it was hard to watch. Hard to watch. But, um, dude, if you think wrestling is fake, you still think wrestling is fake? Like, I understand that the storylines and all that, the results, that's all predetermined. I understand that. But if you think that they go out there and the slams and everything that they do doesn't hurt, watch this match. 
and your everything will change. Like this was fucking vicious. This was hard to watch, even for me. I, I I grew up watching ECW. I've watched the barbed wire matches. I've watched backyard wrestling with the light tubes. I've seen all that shit. I've seen dudes get hit with a fucking weed whacker. Okay, and this was hard to watch. I won't score this match. I can't. I I don't know how to score it because I don't know what I I don't know what I just saw. Okay, it, it's just crazy. I all I can say is that watch it. But but um, if you're squeamish and you're not comfortable with um, just some brutality, uh, skip this match. But, dude, if you want um, some of the most gruesome wrestling I've ever seen, watch this match. It was fucking ridiculous. And honestly, after the match, for like 20 minutes, I was like out of it. I was like concerned. I was legitimately concerned for the health and safety of the competitors. Like all of them. I'm very concerned for Darby. I hope he's okay. I'm very concerned for Sting. I think he's he's probably concussed. Uh, Darby might have a broken shoulder. Buddy might like all everyone. I think I don't know. I I would be shocked if if anyone didn't get injured in this fight because it was fucking ridiculous. Okay, moving on. Um, Action Bronson and Hook are going up against the Jericho Appreciation Society. Parker and Daddy Magic, baby. We get an absolutely awesome rap from Action Bronson. Wow. Um, dude, what a fucking... Li- wow. Um, if I don't know who the hell Action Bronson is, but I am a massive fan of this dude. All of, I absolutely love this guy. Uh, what a passionate rap. Um, chef's kiss, thumbs up. I loved it. Great rap. Check it out. We get a double red rum from Hook and Action Bronson, and they win the match. Um... Jesus Christ, man, this was a sweaty, um, aggressive, uh, fucking straight shot of testosterone right into the eye socket. This is men being men. Sweaty, smelly, disgusting, fun match. Um, It was good. I liked it. It's not like great, great, but it was a fucking good time. Next up, you got Wardlow and Samoa Joe. They're going up against Tony Nese and Josh Woods. We get the classic Joe walk away on Tony Nese doing the high-flying move. If you know what it is, you know what it is. I love that shit so much. Good shit, Joe. Thumbs up. And then Joe absolutely obliterates Tony Nese, and it's over before you know it. It looks like Wardlow messed up his knee in the match. I don't know if he's just selling right there, but he was, he's been, he was, it looked like his knee was fucked up. Don't know if that was real or not. But he still delivers the Powerbomb Symphony, and everybody is happy. Next up, you got Jungle Boy. And let me just tell you right now, this action, like, this show was so fucking tightly packed. There was literally not a second between matches. It was like, all right, here's here's this match, and now here's another match. Here's another match. Here's a promo. Here's a match. Here's a promo. Here's a match. And I was like, holy. I'll, I'll talk about it at the end, okay? But this was fast. I could barely keep up, dude. It was ridiculous. Now we got Jungle Boy versus Ray Phoenix. Oh my god, dude. This match was insane. Literally 15 minutes straight of just downright highlight offense. Holy moly, dude. Just absolutely outrageous talent displayed by Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix. If you have not witnessed these two men wrestling, this is an absolute treat. It's a little over the top. There's a lot of big offense. Ridiculous selling. If if you're if, if you just go in with an open mind, have a good time, watch dudes fucking selling out of their mind, planting themselves head first on the mat, 
it was great. Eight out of ten. And then Christian and Luchasaurus show up to yuck all the yum. You know, after the match, Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix are just giving all the respect to each other. They're they're hugging, they're handshaking, because they just gave an incredible performance. And then, of course, Christian comes out, yucks the yum. Luchasaurus destroys Jungle Boy, all while Christian is talking all the trash to the New Yorkers and Jungle Boy. Loved it. Made me giggle big time. Thumbs up. Master of the heel, Christian Cage, baby. If you do not know, if you do not think Christian Cage is one of the best heels of all time, eat a dick. He is awesome. Thumbs up. Now we got Jericho Appreciation Society. They are celebrating backstage. Jericho is in two places at once. He is celebrating in the back with JAS and commentating on himself partying at the same time. I don't know if anybody else noticed that, but it was weird because like, Chris was talking while, like, he was partying in the back, and then, like, it got kind of quiet, because I think, I don't know, like, producers might have been saying, like, hey, Chris, you're, um, you're commentating on yourself, and you're technically in two places right now, you're kind of, um, you're kind of breaking down the third wall a little bit, but anyway, I thought it was funny. Now we move into Eddie Kingston versus Sammy Guevara. Guevara obviously out there with his wife, Ty Mello. They do their disgusting French kissing tongues all over the place. <laughs> Tongue fest. Eddie takes a gnarly fall to the outside, just a brutal slam. And dude, I just have to say, Brinsburg is the worst fucking referee of all time. I cannot stand this dude. So what makes a good referee is that you don't fucking notice them at all during a match. You shouldn't notice that referee barely ever. The referee is not part of the match unless he's supposed to do something important once or twice. Take Mini Nate from the WWE. He's been a referee for decades. One of the best referees of all time. You want to know why? Because you don't fucking notice he is there. Brinsberg is the worst referee of all time because he is selling in the ring like he's taking all the offense. He is always two or three inches away from the wrestlers. He's always in the camera frame. He's loud. He's annoying. He does not stop. He's always in the action. He is the worst referee of all time. I hate him. He ruins every match that he's in because he's noticeable. He literally makes me... All I can do is watch him because he's sitting there flinging his arms around like a fucking idiot and I hate him. I think he's the worst referee of all time. I have no idea why they have this guy here. He is he's terrible. If anyone is on the same page as me, fucking I love you because if you if you think Brinsburg is a good referee, get the hell out of here. What the hell are you thinking? How is that guy good? His over erratic selling, like it's so ridiculous. Watch just probably look up YouTube highlights, look up Bryce Brinsburg. And I would, ha I would have to imagine that there are videos, numerous videos about how fucking terrible this guy is. Okay, I swear I will try and not blow up about Brinsburg anymore. Let's get back to the match. I just had to say it because he was driving me fucking crazy in this match. Eddie beats the shit out of Sammy, locks in the stretch, and it's over. Eddie won't let go of the hold, so the officials refuse to... Um, sorry. So the officials... Uh, reverse the call and give the win to Sammy Guevara. What the fuck, dude? That was so stupid. That makes no sense to me, but whatever. Eddie rightfully drops every bitch-ass official in the ring, and yeah, always fun to see 
Sammy Zane or Sammy Guevara getting his ass beat. Um, fucking weird that he got the win, but I don't think Eddie King gives a shit. And Brinsburg, go fuck yourself. Go retire and just get the hell out of AEW. You are ruining that product. Next up, we move into Diamante with Trina. She is going up against TNT champion Jade Cargill with the baddies. And of course, this is for the TNT championship. Diamante is absolutely no match for Jade. She gets absolutely wrecked in like a minute. Meh. This match was meh. And then like Trina, she's like been hanging around claiming that she's the real bad bitch or some shit. And she like teams up with Jade Cargill. So that was all pointless. Whatever. Meh. Now we move into the Golden Ticket Battle Royale. So the whole friggin' roster, basically, any, anyone who's not on the show, the, everyone runs out. There's like 20, I think there's like 25 guys. It's basically a fucking battle, uh, a Royal Rumble right now. You got the big show, Paul White. He's making an appearance on commentary, and I'm not a big fan of big show on commentary. His voice is just like not pleasant to listen to. And I find, I know that's ironic because my voice isn't pleasant to listen to, and I'm doing a podcast but whatever uh, <laughs> Dalton Castle is saved by the boys and then he eliminates Brian Cage that was a really funny spot if you don't know who Dalton Castle is he was a former Ring of Honor World Champion he is a very um over the top character and he's got these like he calls them the boys they're just like two like slave kind of guys that like you know and they're it's a, he's a very entertaining guy go check out Dalton, Dalton Castles and the fact that he eliminates Brian Cage who is like this massive like 280 pound piece of muscle the fact that he got eliminated by Dalton Castles very funny spot made me giggle I'm gonna give that a thumbs up as well then you get uh, Saddam Singh the giant 7 foot 4 monster he catches lethal mid air mid flight saves lethal from elimination that was a really Nice snag right there. He almost dropped him, but he got him, and he threw him back in the ring. That was cool. Thumbs up right there. And now we move down to the final two. I'm sorry. This was a lot. Like, this match was... There was a lot going on. There was no way I was going to be able to keep up with everything. There was 25 guys flying all over the place. But I'll shout out uh, Johnny Hungy. He looked great in this as well. But it's down to the final two. The final two are Roosh and Hangman Adam Page. At this point, it's extremely obvious who's going to win, but... Yeah, Hangman hits the dead eye on the apron and Roosh is eliminated. Hangman wins the Golden Ticket Battle Royale and he will receive a title shot against John Moxley. Oh fuck yeah! Oh fuck yeah! Okay, and now it is main event time, baby. It's p p p p powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Stocks. Uh, a little surprised, honestly, that this is the main event. I think that's awesome. AEW is really good at doing this. They will give uh, people who aren't normally main event on the roster, they give these guys main event opportunities and let them shine. And they did a really good job doing that tonight with Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Stocks. Let's get into this match. This match, by the way, is an unsanctioned lights out match. Basically, just a no DQ match. They just wanted to fluff it up a little bit. We get a really interesting, sweet entrance from Ricky Starks. There was like a really cool, like, transition from video into Ricky Starks' actual entrance. I really dug that. I thought it was really cool. Thumbs up for that. Hobbs throws a table at Starks. That, yep, he just fucking threw a table at him. Looked like it hurt a lot. Thumbs up. Hobbs takes the ring announcer's belt and starts whipping Ricky with it. And then Ricky gets his hand on that belt. And oh my God, when he cracks Hobbs on the back, it was like, whoosh, 
It was so loud. Oh, that hurt, baby. That hurt. Ricky dropped on two upright chairs, dude. Oh, my fucking God. That was one of the most gruesome bumps I, I saw in a while. That The way he snapped it on his back. Oh, my God, dude. What a bump. What a sell by Ricky. And there's no way that didn't fucking hurt like a son of a bitch. Thumbs up. We get a power slam onto the chairs from Powerhouse, but Ricky kicks out at two. Oh my goodness. Ricky spears Hobbs through a table and then cracks him over the head with a light tube. Rochambeau onto the chairs and Starks wins. Oh fuck yeah, Ricky. I fucking love this guy. I am all in on Ricky Starks. I think he's awesome. I absolutely love his entrance theme. Bum, bum, bum. It's, it, it's like, I don't know, it's kind of like Rocky. It's kinda, it reminds me of Rocky music. It's fucking awesome. Um, dude, that slam on the chair was fucking brutal. This was a very good match. Great main event. Really nice to see two, um, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's, it's, it's not really a, a shame to say that they're mid-carders, but it's really nice to see the mid-card guys getting an opportunity here on a two-hour special in the main event spot. That was really, really smart and well done by AEW. Good job, guys. Thumbs up for that. So, um, holy fuck, dude. What a show this was. Um, honestly, I thought it felt way too fast, man. A lot of it felt rushed and like squeezed in, uh, which is, which I know is like kind of the idea behind Rampage, but this week in particular, too fast, too many matches. I could not get like one second to process anything that was happening. Like it would just be like, match is over. Here's the next match. Match is over. Here's the next match. I was like, whoa, man, let me process something for a second. Um, the opener with Sting and Darby was legitimately fucking scary to like scary. Uh, it was really hard to watch. Uh, again, uh, I if you're going to watch it, just you know go into it knowing that this is this is a pretty gruesome match to watch. And um, yeah, again, I really hope that Julia Hart, Sting, Darby, everyone involved is okay. Especially Julia Hart. Again, if you haven't seen that slam she took, it was fucking brutal, dude. Absolutely brutal. Um, crowd and atmosphere atmosphere in New York was absolutely amazing as always. The Bronx, dude, like, this is the other side of the pond. This is the dirty, gritty New York, and I absolutely fucking love it. Very good show, but honestly, there was just too many matches on this card. I think if you got rid of the Samoa Joe Wardlow match, that would have helped it a lot because that match just kind of existed. There wasn't really much point to it other than to have the champions on the card, but it wasn't for the titles or anything so yeah that match really just didn't need to be there but i still really enjoyed the show this week i'm going to give it a seven and a half out of ten i would recommend you watch it but just like just get it's a fucking straight testosterone shot right into the tip of your penis it's it's a lot it's a lot all right let's get into the everybody's favorite segment of the week it's the three stars of the week is that good? Is that good? I don't know. I forgot the I forgot the jingle that I usually do. I don't know. Da 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 dun da da dun three stars. Okay. So let's start out before we get into the three stars. Let's do a couple shout-outs. Uh, I have to shout out the acclaimed versus swerve in our glory. Um absolutely over the moon for the acclaimed. I am so happy they were able to grab the tag team titles. That is awesome. I am super excited to see the acclaimed as champions going forward. Uh they're fantastic. Uh, Moxley versus Brian Danielson was also very good, but not good enough to crack the three stars this week. So I think this might be 
possibly the first time that Moxley has not made it into the three stars since I started doing this. I know he's been in there a lot. I have been meaning to go back and like track all the statistics. I'm going to start doing that. So, yeah. So at the end of the year, I'll be doing like an award show, and um, yeah. So I'll be try. I'll be tracking some stats. So uh, don't worry. All right. And then the final shout out. Uh, take it with a grain of salt. Sting and Darby versus the House of Black. It was a spectacle. It was hard to watch. It was scary. It was intense. Um, absolutely fucking brutal. I think I can't not mention it because it was just so crazy. Um, I can't, I didn't, I couldn't score it, but it was, it's not, it wasn't bad. It was just scary. That's all. It wasn't bad. Just scary. All right. Now the moment you've all been waiting for, it's the three stars. So third star this week goes to Orange Cassidy versus Pac on Dynamite. That was such a fun match, man. I was, I just sometimes lose Pac a little bit in the shuffle of AEW, but man, he is an absolute treat to watch in in the ring and i really really dug this match from those two this week second star goes to usos versus the brawling brutes on smackdown now if you didn't have too many cooks in the fit in the kitchen at the end of it and we got a nice clean finish and maybe new tag team champions this would have easily been a nine and a half ten out of ten match match of the year candidate for sure but with that shitty finish and too many cooks in the kitchen, it falls just short and it's getting the second star of the week. And your first star of the week is... JD McDonough versus Tyler Bates on NXT. Oh my goodness gracious, y'all. If you have not watched a JD McDonough or Tyler Bate match, this is your opportunity to watch some of the most incredible young talent that is in the business today these guys are i think 24 and 25 years old and the talent that they have in the ring the abilities that they have to tell stories and it's just incredible how talented these two young men are and they put on a banger of a match i absolutely loved it my kind of match both wrestlers are definitely in my top 10 current favorite wrestlers in the business right now jd mcdonough has skyrocketed up my charts over the last month and a half or so one of my favorite guys in the company in the business right now i absolutely adore him i would have his children if i was a woman and uh yep that is my three stars for the week and the best show on the for the week for me is going to dynamite grand slam that show was excellent well-paced Rampage's uh, Grand Slam was also very good, but I felt like it was too fast, too many matches. It was still very good. Definitely worth your time to watch, especially for the incredible atmosphere of New York. And just if if you if you feel tired, watch this. This will wake you the fuck up. So Dynamite Grand Slam show of the week. And that is my show for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, go ahead and follow the podcast. And why don't you go down and check out the descriptions down below. I have a link to my YouTube channel. You can go over there. I play video games on my YouTube channel. Daily uploads over there. I am currently doing a Let's Play of Disco Elysium. If you have not heard of that game, it is an incredibly, incredible fucking story detective murder crime mystery game and um i would highly recommend you go over there and check out me playing that game because i am having an absolute blast playing it again 
love it. And while you're down there, make sure you check out my Twitter page. You can follow the Twitter page and you get inside information on this podcast. You get early announcements. You get uh, extra little videos over there. We can chat about anything you want over there. Video games, wrestling, hockey, life, movies, uh, relationship problems, depression, whatever you want, man. I can talk all day. Listen to me go. I'm already at a, a, an hour and 20 minutes and I can't shut the fuck up. So again, if you guys like the podcast, follow it like it, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your cat, tell the cats outside that are asking to come in, tell everybody, and thank you so much for watching. I will see you guys again as soon as I want to. I'm just kidding. I'll see you on Monday. So make sure Gamer Podcast coming out on Monday this week, everybody. Don't forget, it's on Mondays now and not Sundays. We're gonna. I think we had too many cooks in the kitchen on the weekends, so we're spreading the love a little bit. GamerCast on Monday, Hockey on Wednesday, and of course, your wrestling recaps are always on Saturday. Love you guys. Hope you're having a great weekend, and I hope you have a great week going forward. And you know what makes weeks better? This podcast. Ah!